Information presented on this program and by its guests is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information and may not be suitable for members of the listening audience. A professional advisor, attorney, or tax professional should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Are you retired or getting close? Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. Are there challenges on the way? You bet. Inflation, the economy, and the ups and downs of today's markets will try to rob you of your dreams. But take heart and take notes, because what you're about to learn will put you on the winning side of life for the rest of your life. Now, here's the host of Retirement Lifestyles, Patrick McNally. Hello, everybody. Patrick Minali here, your favorite financial advisor. I want to welcome you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. If you're already retired or you are getting close and you own a retirement account, like an IRA or a 401k, this is the show for you. Joining me today, my friend and fellow financial advisor, Mr. Rick Comerick. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing great. It's a great day, so it's good to be here. And how are you doing? I'm doing great, too. I can't uh, can't believe that, dude, we are in December. I know. We always say that time flies. <laughs> you know, you hit, hit Halloween, and, and we say, hey, it's going to be over before you know it. And here it is. We're in the last month of the year. It's amazing. 2022 is almost in the can. But it's also my favorite time of year, Christmas. You know, we get to celebrate Christmas. We spent uh, time decorating the church, and, and that was fun, putting all the Christmas trees up and the Christmas decorations. Well, speaking of Christmas trees, have you gotten your own personal tree for the house? Well, we do. We got one last year, and it's a it's a tree in the box. You know, ah, what it you just set up. went to the tree in the box. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think we're going to make it out again to, to the um, you know the forest in order to... That's always been fun in the past, and, and we've done that, but I think we're probably going to stick with tree in the box again this year. It makes things a little quicker. It does make things quicker. We did tree in a box for years. Yeah. And and today, you know, you look now they're they're not cheap. Yeah. I mean, you know, you invested in one, you right. know, last year or whatnot. But but they make them so well nowadays right. versus even like 10, 15 years ago, they were like pipe cleaners, you know. Yeah. But now it's like you can't even you almost you can't even tell the difference. Right. And you don't have to wait to set it up. You got it right there. You can set it up for as soon as you want. That's which true. is great. So you did the same thing? No, we didn't do the same thing. We so just the last couple of years, we kind of did the opposite. Okay, of what you guys <laughs> going back to the country? We're going back out into the forest <laughs> and you know going lumberjack mode. It's fun. You see these hands? These are hardworking hands. Right, lumberjack <laughs> chainsaw mode, man. That's right. So we actually Chain- uh, no, no, you got a hand cut. <laughs> uh, I don't hand cut. I'm not that good. I'm chainsawing it, baby. Okay, but we actually get two trees. Okay, yeah, yeah, we've done that before too. Now, do you use um, both trees in your house, or you get in for a friend? Nope, we we use both of them in our house. We we get a kind of a main tree that we. My wife likes to decorate it like. Basically, it turns out like on the cover like of the Good catalog. Housekeeping. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. I know. can picture that. You don't mess with that tree. I don't get to put like my, my, my funky ornaments on it. Like <laughs> right. I got a pickle. I've got like a Tim McGraw <laughs> ornament. I got all these wacky ornaments that doesn't go on that tree. Right. So she decided you're getting a second tree where you guys can have fun and do all your stuff. Right. So that's what we do for two trees. But yeah, oh, we're gonna great. head out into the forest and chop it down. All right. It's gonna be fun. Okay, hey, let's get into this show. Let's tell everybody what we're going to be talking about today. Folks, we're here to talk about money, investments, retirement planning, estate planning, insurance, 
and your favorite taxes. You're going to find out how to set up your investments to provide that number one thing you need in retirement, which is what, Rick? Income. Even better than that, we want to talk about tax-free income. My favorite kind of income. Mm-mm, good. That's right. We want to teach you about how to achieve tax freedom in retirement so that you don't have to worry about Uncle Sam changing all the rules and coming for your retirement savings just because he can't balance his own checkbook and afford all of his unfunded promises. You see, for over 22 years now, we've helped people just like you plan for an amazing retirement. But what we found is that most people worry in retirement. They worry about income, health care, inflation, the stock market, higher taxes. Well, it's time for the worry to stop. And the best way to make it stop, Rick, is with what? A plan. You've got to have a financial plan. So what we're going to do is help you build that plan and guide you through this giant maze we call retirement planning. We got a loaded show for you today, starting off with an article from Forbes talking about what you're gonna pay for Medicare in 2023. Then we're gonna talk about retirees and bankruptcy, which is also gonna lead us into a discussion on the best ways to invest your retirement savings. Next after that, David Simmons, our favorite coach, is gonna come in here and give us some end of the year fitness tips and goals, and then we'll wrap up the show with some action items that you can implement right away. You can still grab your end of the year planning checklist by visiting rlaplan.com. Just click on the checklist tab and download that right away. And also be listening for how you can get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, and how you can schedule a free strategy call with me personally to answer any retirement questions that you got. All right, I'm getting excited in here. Folks, are you ready to do this? Rick, I know you're ready. Let's do it. Go refill your coffee and grab your pen and notepad, and we'll be back in two minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit TalkToPatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, TalkToPatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. TalkToPatrick.com. Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in investments and income planning for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosting the show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement. I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. You're listening to Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally, with me, Mr. Rick Comerick. And in this first segment, um, we like to bring up kind of a timely news article. Uh, we're already in the month of December, heading into 2023. And an article from Forbes came out, and uh, Diane Omdahl wrote this, and she wrote, here's what you're going to pay for Medicare in 2023. And Rick, I think this is a, a good article to kind of help people plan. You know, we often talk about December as kind of that month where not only, yeah, obviously we got the holidays and Christmas, and, and that's our favorite stuff, but also this is kind of a month for planning for the next year, right? 
Absolutely, because uh, you know Medicare, Medicare, the effective date of the new plans are on a calendar year basis, so they start January 1. So if you want to make any adjustments, any changes, any plans in regards to your Medicare, you need to do that this year in order to have it effective for the 2023 uh, plan options. Now, Diane says the new year is just around the corner. And that's when new insurance costs take effect. And it's Medicare's custom to announce the next year's premiums and other costs at different times. For example, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services published 2023 drug plan information in April and the Part B premium in September. So if you're planning to budget or want to know how much you'll pay, here's a list of the Medicare premiums and other costs for 2023. Now here's some costs that apply to all beneficiaries. No matter what type, of Medicare coverage you have, every beneficiary, every person receiving Medicare coverage needs to be aware of all of these costs. And let's start, Rick, with the, the monthly premium for Part B, the medical insurance piece. And this is going to be $164.90, which actually went down for the first time in like a decade by $5 or so. Yeah, it used to be, what, $171, yep. something of that nature. And so we rarely see these things come down. So that's always a welcome sign in order to see these costs go, go down. They normally stay the same or go up. But yeah, it's healthcare. I mean, it seems to always go up. But, right. But I think the last couple of years, now this article didn't really go into the specifics of why it went down, but it did mention that either last year, Rick, you, you tell me if you remember, it was either last year or the year before, when Medicare premium had that giant jump. It was like 15% in one year. Yeah. Like the, the biggest it's ever had. Right. I remember at one point, not too long ago, it was like $114 and it jumped up to $140. So that was a pretty big jump right there. And then it jumped up again to that 170, that 170 that we were at. So yeah, we've had a couple of decent sized jumps the last several years. And with the way inflation is going right now, it's you know encouraging to see, at least on the Medicare side, that we're not seeing those inflationary increases this particular year. Right. So you're going to save five bucks. Yeah, that should make you happy hey, a little bit. Go have a cup of coffee. Hey, cup of coffee. It's on, on, on Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're going to talk about Irma. Ooh, now, that's Rick, the nasty you, part I of know, Medicare. You don't like Irma, man. <laughs> She's nasty. She's mean. She's mean. Tell us about Irma, Rick. So Irma is the income-related monthly adjusted amount. Essentially what that means is that if you make too much money, according to the IRS, then they're going to charge you more on Thank your you. Medicare on mm. all 12 months, not just you know part of it. They're going to charge you retroactively a higher amount on all of it. And so, by the way, too much money is like... $97,000. So, uh, you know, that that's that's too for a single filer. For a single filer, right? So, uh, if you if you make that much money, then Medicare says you make too much and they're going to charge you more for your Medicare. Basically a success tax. Right. <laughs> now for for uh, for people filing a joint return, it's $194,000. Yeah, so this is interesting because this is one of those areas where we get into kind of that widow's um, mm -hmm. tax penalty. Um, because, you know, once um, someone predeceases for a married couple, you lose out on some of these things and all of a sudden your thresholds get cut in half. Right. But your spending doesn't get cut in half. So you need, you know, the money. Um, so this is a challenge, but it is what it is. And we have to plan for that. So, um, you know, that's actually a really good point. Let's go yeah. to that a little bit. Okay. So, so talking about, you know, that, that what would you call it? The widow's tax. Essentially, yeah, widow's right? tax so, penalty. So basically. people are, let's just call it 200 grand. Right. So people are making 200 grand. They're married, you know, they're going about their lives and all of this stuff. And then right. one of them passes away. So what you're saying is, 
even though one of them passed away, it, they don't necessarily get cut in half to, to go underneath this 97000 They could still be getting pensions, income still coming in. Right. That's going to keep them above that threshold. So they basically just remain either in Irma or they could potentially put themselves into Irma, yeah. right? Because what if they're only making one hundred and fifty grand right now that's as a it. couple? Yep. And then now they're making a hundred, hundred and ten. Yeah, exactly. Or or they mm. could make that one ninety four and they're they're close to the threshold but not over it. Yeah. But boom, one of them passes away, their threshold gets cut in half. But their income, like you were saying, um, doesn't necessarily get cut in yeah. half. At least, hopefully, it doesn't, because two people don't spend equally, you know, an equal amount. That's you, right. You have one cable bill, one mortgage bill, you know, so two people can live more efficiently together. Sometimes we use the eighty percent rule. You know, um, you could maybe when one of you pass cut the spending maybe um, down twenty percent mm-hmm. in order to get to eighty percent of the previous number. But certainly, you wouldn't want to cut it in half. Uh, because again, there's there's not you don't lose half of the expenses. You only lose some of the expenses. Right. So again, this kind of always goes back to doing tax planning yes. each and every year. Exactly. You know, right. meeting with somebody. You know, meeting with a tax preparer. We know so many people Rick, that prepare their own taxes. You know, to save whatever two three hundred bucks, it might be worth that two or three hundred bucks to meet with a pro. They can talk to you about some of these these new numbers and say, hey, if maybe you did this right. or that. You could cut down on some of these penalties. Yep, and at least plan for it. Know mm. what could happen in the future in order yeah. to to say, okay, we're okay, or no, we do need to make some adjustments to our planning about that. That's good. All right, Part D adjustments. So Part D, I always call it Part D for drug. This is the prescription drug program um, paid along with your drug plan premium. Will be twelve dollars. Oh wait, is this the? No, this is the. Uh, this is the part that goes. To oh, the Irma. Sorry, the Irma. Yeah. yeah, that's the penalty. So if you're making again, going back to the to uh, the success tax. Right. You're going to pay $12.20 up to even $76.40 on top of your drug plan premiums. Yeah, they add that to on top of it. Exactly right. So let's go to part A. So the hospital insurance piece. Um, Most beneficiaries don't pay for premium for part A. That's because they've worked and they've paid into, you know, Medicare taxes for their their 40 quarters or whatnot, or have a spouse that does. Right. Um, But if you haven't done that or haven't worked enough to pay for part A, well, you get to pay that on top of your part B. Right. So if you're an individual um, who has worked at least 30 quarters, not quite the 40, but 30, um, it is discounted. You're going to pay a monthly premium of $278 this coming year. Mm. But those with that 30 quarters, with less than 30 quarters, are going to get stuck with a bill of over $500 a month. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Ouch. <laughs> so you need to know those. You need to plan for that in your expenses. So. That one's a pretty rare one. I haven't really run across too many people. Me I think too. There's only one I can think of yeah. at this point. So it's, that's good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> for most people out there. But you still got to put that into your cash flow every month. Oh, if you yeah. are one of those per, you know, one yep. of those people out there, yep. you've got to budget for that. Yeah. Um, so these costs apply for those who choose the original path. Um, uh, you know, costs obviously for original Medicare beneficiaries, part A and B, with or without a supplemental plan. Um, if you go into a hospital, you've got the part A deductible. Uh, part A is going to have that $1,600 deductible for inpatient hospitals in 2023. Mm. Um, it's not an annual deductible. Rather, it applies to a hospital stay in a 60-day benefit period. So you could have that multiple times throughout the year. That's right. Yep. 
getting caught in that revolving kind of hospital door is what we call that. Yeah. Um, skilled nursing facilities, uh, Part A covers for that first 20 days in a skilled nursing facility. Sometimes, Rick, they, people often mistake this as long-term care. Mm. No, Medicare doesn't pay for long-term care. Right. This is, you, you go into a skilled facility only after, what, three days in the hospital, they can transfer you there. But that's to recover. Right. This is not for long-term care. No, you've got to be showing improvement in order to remain in those facilities. And, and if you're in there, you could be paying 200 bucks a day yeah. You know, after the first 20 days, um, up to 100. So, you know, all these costs start to add up. Um, you, you, one of the things that often people will do to help mitigate some of these costs, Rick, is buy a supplemental plan. Yeah, those supplemental plans, um, technically they're called um, Medigap policies or Medicare supplemental plans. And what they do is they fill in the gaps that Medicare doesn't cover, um, such as going towards that deductible we talked about. Or additionally, that copay portion. Exactly, that's you know, the big one. Yeah, because Medicare is basically what we would call an 80-20 plan. Medicare covers 20, per, excuse me, 80%, and then you cover the 20% on your own. Well, these supplemental plans are designed to fill that gap to help cover that 20% because 20% of a large bill can be a, a lot large, of money. It can be a lot of money. <laughs> And I mean, that's honestly why they say that healthcare-related expenses, Rick, could be the number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement, which we're going to get into in our next segment. But we're going to wrap this one up. You got the nuts and bolts for next year, folks, when it comes to Medicare. You know, we expect costs, obviously, to rise, yet sometimes they go down, which is kind of a nice uh, little benefit there. Um, may not like the higher costs, but the reality is they're basically unavoidable. So... A lot of people think for some reason that Medicare is free. It's not. We pay for that. And if you didn't pay for it in your working years, you got to pay for it now. So controlling those Medicare costs is one thing that you got to understand and knowing what's coming for the future and how you can plan for those expenses. So Rick, when we come back, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, let's talk about, you know, a lot of people in retirement facing bankruptcy. Healthcare is one of them, but there's actually some more. Folks, back in two minutes. You're listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, A Simple Guide to Navigating Retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Running out of income in retirement is the number one fear facing people today. That's why Patrick and his team at Retirement Lifestyles Advisors specialize in managing investments for income so that you can focus on having fun without worrying how to pay for it. Learn how to create an income from your investments that's predictable, consistent, and safe and can increase every year no matter what the market does. Download a free copy of Patrick's report, Five Ways to Increase Income in Retirement by visiting rlaplan.com. 
That's rlaplan.com. Get your hands on this free report today at rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Welcome back to the show. We're going to be heading into a segment talking about retirees and bankruptcy. Rick, you and I often, we, you know, we talk about this from the health standpoint. Um, even, you know, we've even had Dr. Todd on the show, you know, our chiropractor, and he's even talked about, you know, the fact that healthcare expenses can rack up and, and could be the number one cause of bankruptcy. And a lot of people are worried about this. In fact, in 2018, Fidelity did uh, an estimate, and they said that a healthy 65-year-old couple will need $280,000 to cover health costs alone through retirement. And that's up from $160,000 back in 2002. And it's healthcare expenses. These things aren't going to go down. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Um, although we just said they did go down. But hey, it well, only went down medic- by $5. It was $5. Bucks. <laughs> so you're probably not going to help you too much. And that's just one piece of this. Um, there's many pieces to the healthcare expense. Some of them are those Medicare premiums that we discussed earlier. There's also um, dental and vision and hearing. And um, there's also long-term care. There's there's many different aspects that pertain to your medical expenses. So we certainly, unfortunately, don't expect them all to go down. So it is something that we need to plan for so that we have those monies available in order to cover those expenses. There's an interesting website uh, you can check out, debt.org, debt.org. And this is kind of where we got this this um, article, I guess you could call it. And there's really, a lot of times we only talk about medical expenses as the, as the number one cause of bankruptcy. But there's a couple of different expenses for retirees that just kind of made us think, you know what, we should talk about this and give you some ideas on how you can avoid it if possible. Um, when you trace kind of these bankruptcy you know, areas, number one, obviously medical related expenses, but number two was talking about retirement savings are non-existent or barely exist. Now you and I, Rick, we've talked about, I don't know if it was the last show or it's probably been, we've probably done it a a few times. Yeah. This is kind of a misleading stat, I think. It says more than one in five Americans have zero retirement savings and another 10% have less than five. It doesn't necessarily say that more than one in five retirees have zero savings. Right. So we got to take that with a grain of salt. Although, you know, we, we often do talk to some people who, you know, for whatever reason in life, they, they got started late in life or for whatever circumstances, they're trying to catch up. And it can it can be really scary to, to try to, to think that, hey, if I do away, if I retire, do away with my paycheck, then I'm going to go into retirement with really just Social Security to fund me. Right. And that that is a reality for some people, for sure. And uh, if you're not re- yet retired, then the solution is start saving and, you it know, is. as much as possible if you're able to do that. Although this particular conversation about debt, uh, you know, at the same time, another strategy would be to pay down as much debt as possible um, in order to l- decrease your debt load pre-retirement. And one of the interesting stats that this I've talked about, and yeah, we're going to go into debt because this is obviously one of the big ones. It said senior citizens with student loan debt has quadrupled over the last decade. 
Yeah, that's really interesting because you normally don't hear those two things together, right? Student loan debt. We think of a college grad, someone, okay, you know, they're trying to get their career going and, oh man, now they've got all this debt that they've got to figure out. We don't think about the senior citizen as someone who's going through that struggle. No, because a lot of times you figure you get to like your late 40s maybe. I mean, we do know people who have had, you know, have had their college debt for a while and they're trying to get it paid off. Right. But a lot of times, I mean, right? I mean, you, yeah. am, I not, am I mistaken thinking that usually it's paid off around 50? Yeah, most of the folks that come in to see us get that taken care of. You know, they want to make sure that their financial house is in decent order. Um, but it is a reality that more and more people are facing because not unlike healthcare, education expenses have gone up quite right. a bit the last um, decade or two, actually. And so more and more people are having those. Again, what you don't often hear about is senior citizens. So you know, what we don't know is, okay, were they co-signers for their kids and mm -hmm. grandkids? Or is this something that they, you know, continued to carry their entire lifetime and did like a lifetime payment plan on? I don't right. really know the source of it, but increasing fourfold in a 10-year period is a, is a dramatic increase for sure. So the next one would be that pensions have all but disappeared and many of those remaining are underfunded. I thought that was interesting as well. We've talked about some of the pension problems um, that people oftentimes face, especially if your pension isn't insured by the PBGC, you know, you're that you're, you know, staring at a potential bad crisis in the future. Right. <laughs> but even on top of that, even if it is insured, Rick, by the PBGC, a lot of these plans are underfunded. Right. So it, it's it's not like it's in a much better position all the time being insured. Because what, at the end of the day, the PBGC, they back up up to like 50% at most of a pension? Yeah, something like that. I don't have a right on my uh, tip of my tongue, but yeah, it's not 100% for sure. So if you've got a pension and you've been counting on that, you know, what happens if something, you know, catastrophic happens to the company and they're only able to, you know, pay out maybe 50% at most, maybe 25? Well, obviously this has happened to many companies and that's a problem for the bankruptcy piece and a lot of people are facing so the big question is, how do I get out of debt now that I'm retired? You kind of mm. said that question, Rick, there. Right. And you kind of gave a couple of answers there. You know, maybe maybe pause on, well, this is saying now that I'm retired. So I guess let's just address that. So if somebody is already retired, what are some things they can be doing to get out of debt right now? Well, you know, one thing would be to reduce expenses uh, the maximum amount possible. I mean, I can think of, you know, one discretionary area that has gone up for a lot of people would be like the TV, right? Right. You've got cable, internet TV, so on and so forth. Some of these plans can be several hundred dollars a month. Um, so that might be an area where if you're ready to crack down on this debt, um, go ahead and do that. Refinancing has also been an option. However, with interest rates going up, it's not a good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's then, kind of gone now. Yeah, it? it may not be an option for you. Um, so there's you know a variety of strategies that you can employ. <clears throat> the reality is, is this something you're serious about and want to get under control? Because it can put you in a more secure retirement. The less debt obligation, the less monthly outflow you have, the more secure you'll be throughout right. your retirement life. Science. I read this one too. Tell me what you think about this one. It was kind of interesting because so many people are are wanting to. A major goal is to pay off your mortgage once you're retired or get to retirement. But a lot of times they're still carrying credit card debt. So what I read was instead of trying instead of trying to like make extra payments to your mortgage to pay down your mortgage debt, pay off your credit cards first, 
because that actually frees up cash flow in case you get into a crunch type of emergency or whatnot. And right. you can you can you can use the cash flow to build that back up. But yep. those extra payments you're sending to your mortgage, there's no cash flow to be able to use there. Yeah, it's maybe going to pay it off a little bit quicker. Right. But if you get into a crunch again and you still got maxed out credit cards, yep. you don't have anything to fall back on. Yep, I think that's a good strategy. I would definitely agree with that and endorse that. Another one, kind of in a similar vein, would be those student loans to go ahead and continue to pay those off before the mortgage as well because student loans are something that cannot be dismissed in bankruptcy yeah. and things of that nature. Whereas the credit card, you know, worst case scenario, um, those are, uh, what do they call it, unsecured, so on and so forth. And so those could be subject to, to the bankruptcy if you did have to go down that path eventually. However, the student loans are not, so that might be one you'd want to prioritize, go ahead and get it paid off, um, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. So basically, this article goes into almost kind of the pros and cons of bankruptcy and using it if mm. you need it. But at the same time, it says bankruptcy is no silver bullet for retirees because unlike somebody who files bankruptcy, say, in their 30s, people in their mid-60s or even 70s, they, they just don't have the time to get back on their feet, so mm. to speak. Like if you did, if you had to, you know, file bankruptcy in your 30s or whatnot, yeah, you know, it dings your credit and does all that. But after what, seven, 10 years, you can kind of get back on your feet and, right. and get back to normal, so to speak. Right. Retirees don't have that kind of time. Right. No. <laughs> so I think, you know, there's some different things you got to look at here. How you can get out of debt, like Rick said, is the number one, you know, especially if you're already retired, controlling expenses. But at the same time, too, and this is going to lead into our next segment, Rick, is, you know, what are ways people who do have the savings and, and want to, you know, make sure they're keeping up with rising health care costs, paying down that debt? What are some, you know, some good ways that we can be investing those savings to, to generate income in retirement, um, whereas most people are really just focused on that growth, getting to retirement? Like we said in our, in our, in our first segment there, the number one thing you got to plan for is what? Income. All right, folks, when we come back in two minutes, don't go anywhere. We're going to teach you how to structure your investments to provide income in retirement. Okay, everybody, I love that you're listening to the show, and I hope you're getting a lot of great info from it. But I really want to help you implement the tips and strategies I talk about each week. So I've bundled together a bunch of my reports, flowcharts, and guides to help you get started. I call it the Retirement Survival Kit. This kit is for people who are at least 55 years old or better, close to retiring, or already there. If you want it, simply visit rlaplan.com and it's waiting for you on the homepage. Fill out the request form and I'll immediately send you my 10-step guide for retirement success. The RLA Lifetime Income Report, five ways to avoid blowing up your retirement plans, my top five retirement flowcharts for 2022, budget sheets, and much more. Listening to the information is one thing, but now it's time to make a commitment to action. Here's the website, rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. One more time. Say it with me. rlaplan.com. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit talktopatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, talktopatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. Talktopatrick.com. You've heard me say it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. 
keep your health and you'll keep more of your wealth. And that leads to the lifestyle you've always wanted. Strong City Strength and Conditioning is ready to help you achieve the best fitness results you've ever had. Strong City is located on Victor Avenue and is offering group classes that are fun and designed to get you in great shape. Call them today at 510-3049. That's 510-3049. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Welcome back to the show. This is Retirement Lifestyles, and I'm your host, Patrick McNally, with me, Mr. Rick Comeric. Hey, before I forget, if you're looking for your copy of the 2022 End of the Year Planning Checklist, I want you to visit rlaplan.com. Write that website down and remember it, rlaplan.com. And up in, the, up in the corner there, it says Checklist, and it's free. You just uh, request it, and it'll email it to you right away. Give you some good ideas for the end of the year here. We're already in December. Can't believe it. But um, we want to make sure that you've got everything tightened up, heading into 23. Now, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about retirees and bankruptcy, healthcare costs, some of the new costs for Medicare came out for 2023. And you've probably heard us talk about this before. One of the major causes of bankruptcy and retirement are healthcare related expenses. And Rick, that Fidelity study that came out said, you know, a, a couple aged 65 can expect between the two of them to spend $260,000 in retirement on healthcare expenses. And I mean, cut that in half, you got 130 grand for each person. That's about right cuz if you divide that number, I don't have my HP12C scientific calculator here. Right. But if you divide that number by say 30 years, that's about 3-4 grand a month over right. that time period per person. That's about a- I'm sorry, not three to four grand a month. Three, see, I don't have my HP 12C calculator. Right. Three to four grand a year for that time period. Rick's going to do it. He's got his phone out here right now. Do it. Just do so it. So, would you say 160? So, do 100, 130, right? Oh, yeah. It was 260 okay, yeah. per couple. So, 130 divided by, by 30. By 30 years, yeah. Four, four thousand. Four grand a year. Yeah, four grand a year. So, you're, um, you know, a little less than 400 a month on that. And that's pretty, actually. Right on track. It's right you, on track. You add your your uh, Medicare supplemental policy on there. You have your dental vision. That's not I think outrageous it's gonna be number. More, I think it's going to be more than that. I think it could be you, more right? than that too. I mean, we're talking about the Part B thing now. You know, coming in at like 160 bucks, 165, went down right. five bucks. Right. But then you've got yeah, you've got your your supplemental policy, which is probably two three hundred bucks. You got right. a prescription plan on top of that. Yeah. So you add this stuff up, you're looking at maybe. Five six hundred bucks a month per person. Right. I mean, over a thirty year retirement. There yeah. you go. Yep. I mean, that it's, stuff adds up. It does. And healthcare expenses don't go down. I mean, yes, you can say Medicare went down five bucks. Okay, it's the first time in a decade. But let's face <laughs> after it, they raised it many after times. they raised it fifteen percent last year or the year before. But here's the thing: you you have to have the expectation that those costs are going to go up. A lot of people say on average five to seven percent per year. So in retirement, though. A lot of people, the number one concern is that they're on a fixed income. Right. So we need to invest. People need to invest in such a way that provides them an income, but also at the same time, what? An increasing income. Increase. Exactly right. That's where we want to see our income go up over time, just as we've discussed recently about uh, inflation, costs mm-hmm. going up over time. Right. You mentioned healthcare does the same thing. Exactly right. And so... That's one reason why we need our income to go up over time as well. 
The problem is most people, Rick, in in our opinion, I'm gonna uh, just gonna kind of set this up. They're they're investing their savings in retirement, their 401k, their IRA, you know, the, whatever their their the retirement plan, the savings that they have, much the same way that they invested during their working years. And when I say that, they're using mutual funds, they're using maybe maybe some bonds in there, maybe maybe ETFs, stuff like that, kind of those normal investments that they were used to going for growth. But wouldn't you agree that once you get into retirement, you got to kind of almost have a mindset. You got to go from growth to income, making income the number one priority, making growth second. Wouldn't you agree with that? Right. Because, you know, you need to have that income coming in in order to fund these various expenses that are coming up, whether they be healthcare expenses or, you know, whether it be, we mentioned in prior segment, the student loan um, cost and things of that nature, whatever your costs are, you need to have income coming in in order to fund those. But most people, they're not necessarily going after the income because they can't separate the income from those types of investments, right? From the mutual fund or from the ETF. It's all combined, right? right? In in total return, right? It's all combined in that growth. So how do they get the income out? Yeah, you know, it is certainly combined for sure. Although um, some funds like the S&P 500 fund, it does have a dividend component to it, but it's quite small, you know, right around 2%. Um, maybe that, I think, I think, I it's, think it's even less than, than 2% today, right yeah. now. Yeah, might be, I know it was down to like one6 five or six or something like that. So I think we're still a little bit less than 2% on that. So you will get some dividend income, but not enough to, to cover expenses for most people. Especially when we're looking at, I mean, inflation, we could we could argue is way high today. But on average, we usually say inflation is 2-3%, right. right? Well, if you're making less than 2 on the income side of things, now you're looking at, you need to sell portions of that portfolio just to make up. And we call that right. the 4% rule, right? That's right. how people have done it for years. But we don't necessarily like that rule, do we? Right. We want to see some investments that pay what I would call an above average income. In other words, above 2%, mm-hmm. right? And so we want... Like 4 or 5% yeah, even. 4 or 5%. And we want those income payments to come in on a consistent recurring basis over time uh, with an expectation that they'll be maintained during recessionary periods. Right. We've spoken about that. You hear a lot of that in the headlines coming up uh, perhaps next year. Uh, you know, We don't know for sure, but it's inevitable that there'll be a recession at some point. I would say just about inevitable. So we do. We we want to have you consider a dividend portfolio. Now, Rick and I are not going to give you financial planning. We're not going to give you investment advice on the air like this. We can't do that. But we can say consider looking at some alternatives to the way that 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 most advisors are telling you how to get your income from your portfolio. We don't like you having to sell portions of your portfolio because what if the market's down? Which it's down right now. Right. So now, yeah, it's been coming back up. But the market goes up and down all the time. That's something we can't control. But like Rick said, if you can have more of a consistent income stream coming in, no matter what is going on in the economy, I think that's a win-win. And if you can couple that with not having to sell extra parts of your portfolio, let's say you can live on the income, Rick. It's paying 3 or 4% a year, no matter what that market's doing, because that's what dividend stocks do, right? Right. So I think that's a really good thing that you could consider for your overall allocation. Now, you may want to look at that in the context of, well, what percentage should I have in a dividend portfolio? You may not necessarily want to have 100% of your life savings in the market, wouldn't you say, Rick? Yeah, everybody's different on this account, but yeah, we want to have 
that safety security piece there as well. We want to have some liquid cash reserves available at a moment's notice that we know, you know, those monies will be there if we have to put in a new roof or have to put in a new uh, air conditioning unit. Whatever the case may be, we want to have a portion of our assets in uh, the old-fashioned cash as well. Good old boring <laughs> cash. Right. Now, the other part too, Rick, people often say, well, what about bonds? Right. You know, using bonds as the quote unquote safety part of your portfolio. Well, <laughs> I know you probably agree with me here, but wouldn't you say that bonds are actually kind of a risky a, a lot of times when it comes to the interest rates? Yeah, because you, you have what they call interest rate risk, and that's where your bond portfolio actually goes down as interest rates go up. And that's exactly what we've seen this year in 2022. We've seen the worst. I think year so far, uh, at least the first nine months have been the worst uh, performing for bonds, um, I think pretty much in history, yeah. <laughs> uh, because interest rates went up so much so fast that it caused those bond portfolios to decrease in value um, so much this year. One of the things that we'll often talk about with, with potential clients or clients is instead of using bonds, maybe consider things like fixed annuities for that guaranteed income, more stable income portion of your portfolio. So if people are looking for more of that, I guess you could call it a pension type of income, an annuity might be appropriate. Right. And of course, there's 31 different flavors of annuities. And so we could do a whole show on that. So tread lightly on that particular subject. But certainly, if used appropriately, it can provide a great income, it can provide a great fixed return. You know, there's a variety of uses that it can work well. And there's some uses that it can work terrible. You so, can ladder yeah. them. I mean, you could have two, three or four different annuities yep. that and, and set up your payments over time. Maybe you right. turn one on after five years, turn another one on after three or four, et cetera, et cetera. And you kind of give yourself a pay raise of guaranteed income on top of the equity part of your portfolio. I like that. I think that right. provides a really good balance as far as the percentages go of an overall portfolio. Yeah. The number one thing to do, folks, is run an income calculation. You know, how much income do you need to pay those expenses? And I think that that always, when when you lead with a plan, it always leads you back then to how to choose the investments, right? Exactly right. It's it's your goal, uh, plan, and then finally the strategy, which are those investments that you're going to use for your particular plan to accomplish your goal. That's good stuff. If you got questions about that, you got questions about how to use a dividend portfolio, if that's interesting to you, want to learn a little bit more about that or how to run an income calculation, I'm going to encourage you to schedule a phone call with me. Go to talktopatrick.com. My calendar will come up. Find a day and a time that's good for you. Reserve it. We'll have a good chat on the telephone. The call is free. We'd love to answer any questions that you have. Now, we're going to go to another quick break. When we come back, though, we've got our friend David Simmons, who's going to be in here to talk to us about some end-of-the-year fitness planning tips and also heading in to 2023. Back in a minute. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, A Simple Guide to Navigating Retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit 
patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Running out of income in retirement is the number one fear facing people today. That's why Patrick and his team at Retirement Lifestyles Advisors specialize in managing investments for income so that you can focus on having fun without worrying how to pay for it. Learn how to create an income from your investments that's predictable, consistent, and safe and can increase every year no matter what the market does. Download a free copy of Patrick's report, Five Ways to Increase Income in Retirement by visiting rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. Get your hands on this free report today at rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. to the show. And in this segment, I want to talk about health. And I've got my friend and gym owner, David Simmons, with us. He's the owner of Strong City Strength and Conditioning, which you've heard Rick and I talk about on the show a number of times. We're both members there. Highly, highly love the gym and all the people there. Wanted to bring them on because we're going through the holidays right now. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of still coming off of Thanksgiving, where I absolutely ate too much. And so I wanted to bring David on to give us a couple of end-of-the-year tips and strategies to help us keep our strength and a little bit of our fitness that we've been working so hard on this year um, so that we can get through the holidays. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. So talk to me about what I can do. Now, I feel like I've already put on like 10 pounds since Thanksgiving, so but that's neither here nor there. Well, we'll call it muscle. Okay, there you go, muscle. There, I'm happy with that. But what can we be doing through the holidays? Because... I mean, what do you think? Isn't this the time of the year where we kind of get a little more relaxed with our eating and our habits? Yeah, it certainly can be. And yeah, maybe not even just relax, but there's so many opportunities and so many Christmas parties and so many uh, work parties and different things going on that the food that is in front of us might not be what we're typically used to seeing in front of us or as much of it. Uh, we got the cakes and the sweets and the donuts and the... It's like, it seems like these days, it's just kind of out everywhere around the house. And it's easy to grab a handful of jelly bellies or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So what can we be doing to, man, do we just got to be disciplined? We got to like slap ourselves on the hand or? Um, That's one way. That, That way probably is harder and doesn't work as much. I think the best thing that we can do and this, this probably goes for all year, but certainly through this season is plan ahead. Uh, my wife and I talk about it all the time on the weekends and not only preparing like our meals, but let's say we're going to this week, we have a, a Christmas party at the friends. And then on Saturday we have a soccer party and there's so many different things going on that plan ahead and know what is going to be there. And that may be outside of your control. You may not know what's going to be there as far as 
uh, as far as food. But if you can know what's, a, what's there, find out what's there or make a plan of, I want to take some of my own food. And it's not to say that we're not going to eat that stuff. Um, I like a good Christmas cake or Christmas cookies as much as the next guy. Uh, which Crumble just opened up. I don't mm. know if you ever heard of Crumble Cookie. I, I, I've um, heard of it, haven't been. Yeah, just opened up. I went. Um, we got the whole box, you know, <laughs> and shared it with several people. Cut each cookie into four pieces and shared it. So all of us are going to do that at times. But make a plan. Don't just show up and randomly eat whatever's available or that's how you end up pulling 12 cookies off the table and and regretting it the next day. So the biggest thing I would say is that plan ahead know what's where you're going and what you're doing yeah we talk about planning all the time obviously in relation to to money and finance but yeah with our food too even and like you said you and rachel so you are you guys pretty pretty disciplined to to meal prep each week uh we try to be yeah we definitely definitely i've never done it obviously you know being with the gym and and you know you and i've been doing fitness for geez what seven eight years now we've obviously know a lot of people who have done it i guess i'm just lazy but everybody that does it, they love it, and they're like, they keep their fitness way better than I do. Well, for me, it provides the consistency that I need because I'm not a disciplined person. So if I don't do that, I would eat all the bad things. Okay, so you guys like on a Sunday night or whatever, yep. you know. Typically what I do is on Mondays, um, I grill, and so I'll just grill meat for the rest of the week, at least for the lunches, not dinners. We don't plan dinners ahead of time, or at least not prepare them, excuse me, ahead of time. But for lunches, for meals in the morning when I leave the gym, uh, at those times, those are the meals on Monday or Tuesday, I'm preparing all the protein for that. And then I eat a lot of fruit uh, with that as well. So that stuff's easy to just buy and have fresh, not need to prepare it. But that's typically the way we do it. That's good stuff. Hey, good tips heading through the holidays. You know, I don't know if a lot of people are going to start their their meal prepping right now, but maybe January 1st where we're going to have you back on talk about really getting dialed in for 2023. Perfect. But before we go, David, tell tell everybody phone number, website, where can they reach you? Uh, David at strongcitystrengthandconditioning.com or my phone number is 530-510-3049. Good stuff. David, thank you for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you. Folks, we'll be back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in investments and income planning for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosting the show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement. I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. It is that time of the show. You've been having fun like Rick and I have had on here. We finally come to this last segment. It's our wrap-up segment. We want to make sure that we give you some action items that you can be implementing right away, some of the different things we've talked about throughout the show. Um, Also, want to make sure that you've had your chance to download your free copy of our end-of-the-year planning checklist for 2022. 
you can visit rlaplan.com. You can download that for free. Just click on the, the little little button up in the, the top right-hand corner there. It says checklists, and um, you can download that for free. Also, I want to mention if you've got questions or you want to schedule a phone call, something you heard throughout the show that we were talking about, maybe you want us to elaborate on, visit talktopatrick.com, schedule a free phone call through my online calendar. Rick, let's do this little wrap up here and give some folks some things to think about and implement right away. Number one, start planning ahead for 2023. Rick, you and I as business owners, we we oftentimes we use the month of December, especially really the last two weeks, maybe the last three weeks actually, um, to really start taking time to look at 2023. Right. What are some things we want to do different in our business? What are things that worked? Maybe some things that didn't, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Look at our budgets. Look at different things so that when we hit 2023 ground running, we are just ready to rock and roll. That's true for us. But there's a catch. What's the catch? The catch is retirees, they can't wait to the last two or three weeks because it turns out that Medicare open enrollment runs through December 7th. Oh, so, man. So they you, got what, four days to yeah. do something now? So you only get this first week of December to, to do your end-of-the-year planning as it pertains to Medicare. Of course, it starts in October. But right. uh, if they put it off until this point, if you have any changes to make to your Medicare Part D, if you have any changes to make to what they call Medicare Advantage, now is the time before December 7th in order to have your plans for 2023. I know they've been monkeying around with that date for years. <laughs> I, I Maybe it's been the 7th for a while now, but yeah. it's just so fun. It's like the 7th? <laughs> right. Really? I mean, you guys need that much time to get, you know, get it by the end of the, the month or whatnot, but I guess so. But the point is this, is that if, you know, use this last month, there are, like Rick said, specific dates on some things, but at the same time, want to remind people as well, it's kind of a reminder alert. I think we need to do this for the, our remaining shows. Yeah. Is that have you taken your RMD for 2022? That's right, because most tax planning, including your required distributions, that's a part of your tax plan, getting those monies out, has to occur before the end of the year. Charitable or gifts. Or what? Or you get slapped with the nasty old penalty. Ugh. 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah, they're really going to stick it to you on that one. So don't do that. <laughs> brutal, brutal. So definitely listening to your CPAs, talking to your tax people, make sure you get this done. Don't wait till the last minute on this. Rick, we've seen you know some of the notorious things happen where some people have, have put in that request and for whatever reason, the institution, you know, wherever, you know, you, the bank or whoever you got your money with, they screw something up or they drag their feet and lo and behold, it's January 2nd before that happens and you get hit with that penalty. So, right. so maybe earlier the better. Earlier the better. Maybe we'll we'll follow Medicare's lead and recommend to get that one done by December 7th. Before also. the 7th. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. got four days to get your RMDs in. <laughs> there you go. So this point is you've got really less than a month here to find out if there are any end of the year other tax saving strategies or things. And again, you know, Rick and I, we know enough about the taxes to be dangerous, but we're right. not CPAs. We're not tax preparers. That's why we highly endorse them, highly recommend that they are worth spending a couple hundred bucks a year to do your return because at, also at the end of the year, they can help you plan and make sure you're not missing out on anything or some of these changes where they can save you money. Because exactly right, Rick, right. in April, it's about, you know, they're... In April, they're not looking to save you money. They're looking right. to make sure they got their numbers right for last year. That's right. 
But if you want to save taxes, you got to make sure you do it. And really, now is the last chance you have for 2022. Last call for 2022. It's the last call for 22. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Once you start planning ahead, use this month to find out if there's any more ideas for tax savings. Make sure you got those RMDs done. And we're going to keep yakking that for the next couple of shows yeah. until we get to Christmas and the New Year's. And then it's on for 2023. So with that, I'm going to say thank you, Jim. And thank you, Rick. Thanks, Patrick. And thank you, folks, for listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. Mm-hmm.